3: Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, India, Africa and Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free worldwide number is 1-800-610-7035. That's 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. That's www.xzoneradiotv.com. The March edition of the X Chronicles newspaper was released today for members of the public as well as the XO Nation. Now, if you'd like to get your complimentary copy of the X Chronicles newspaper, which is the print media newspaper of the Exxon radio show that was actually in print before the show went to air going back to 1991, I think. Wow. Just send me an email, xzone at xzone radio tv.com, and I will send you a link and you'll be able to read the X Chronicles newspaper on Scribd. That's xzone at xzone radio dot xzone radio TV.com if you'd like to get a copy, a complimentary copy of the X Chronicles newspaper. My guest this hour is Melissa Bassel. She is an accomplished film actress, animal advocate, and pet psychic. She is often asked by members of the media and the public how she made the transition from the cover of men's magazines to picking up dog poop. Well, this is just part of her charm. Melissa has always been an animal lover and a psychic fanatic. She never thought she would actually be a pet psychic, even though she was told by three different credible psychics from the year 2008 to 2009 that she was one and would play a significant role in her life down the line. This is where her journey begins, and this is where our hour begins with Melissa. And Melissa, welcome to the X Zone.
2: Well, thank you very much. Hi, everyone.
3: All right, I have to ask you, how did you do it from the you know, the cover of men's magazines to uh, picking up dog poop?
2: <laughs> you know, it's really funny because I've actually given that question a lot of thought over the past year. <laughs> and I think, I've, I, I know I've always mm-hmm. been a psychic. I just use my psychic ability To help me with my career as an actress and a model, to help me with my business endeavors, I never really thought about the fact that I was a psychic. I just thought I was a really good judge of character. I was good at picking the right projects, things like that. And um, I've always been obsessed with psychics. Like you said, I've always had five or six on speed dial that I would talk to. Um, And I've always been obsessed with animals. And, again, when I would know things about people's animals, mm-hmm. I just thought I knew dogs really well. You know, I have eight of my own dogs. I um, work with five or six different rescue groups, so I'm constantly around rescue dogs. dogs issues And that was it. I just thought, you know, I know them. I get it. And I just one day, a really good friend of mine asked me to be on a radio show as a horror actress. I do a lot of horror movies. And I thought, Oh yeah, okay, cool. I do a lot of radio shows, we talk about the horror movies, that's great. Mm -hmm. And as I was listening, as I was to you, I was listening to myself being introduced, the woman said, Pet psychic And I thought, pet psychic? What is she talking about? This is oh my god, do I hang up? Like I started getting like really sweaty and nervous and I'm like, Oh my god, so, uh, like, usually the hardest question I ever get is, do I do nudity? I mean, that's dick. No, you know. So well,
4: that the woman would have been comes the first, on
2: that, and says to me, I'm sorry.
3: That would have been the first question I would have asked.
2: <laughs> you know, the nudity question. Exactly. Sure. So uh, the woman comes on, the host comes on, and I said, oh, I don't know where you got the information, but I heard you call me a pet psychic. All right, we're going to have to do
3: a bit of a cliffhanger here. I've got to take our first two-minute break. Melissa Bassler right. is our special guest. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the exon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and Exome Broadcast Network. Don't go away. Explanation. Melissa Bassler is our special guest. She is a pet psychic. And her website is www.celebritypetcommunicator.com. And when we last left our guest, she was just telling us how she was on another talk show host, the host uh, talk show. The host was just doing the intro and introduced her as a pet psychic. And it seems like she threw you back when she said that because you were you were expecting the normal question about being nude.
2: Exactly. You no. know, the nude thing I got, but the pet psychic, I was like, wait a minute here. I, I should tell you that the person who got me on the show is a, one of my best friends, and she is a psychic. And that's why she did this to me. She knew I would never get off my butt mm-hmm. and say that I was actually a pet psychic. And she knew if she kind of threw me under the bus, so to speak, I would have no choice. And um, I told the, the host, I said, look, I'm, I'm not a pet psychic. I, I heard you call me that. The host ignored me.
4: Yeah, we do that at <laughs> he times. He
2: okay, we have our first caller. And this woman gets on the phone and she starts talking about her dog that had passed. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she said it, I started getting all these thoughts in my head, but I thought, oh, my God, should I hang up? I can't do this. This is embarrassing. And I went, wait a minute, Melissa, you're an actress. You can do it, you know? And I just started saying whatever kind of came to mind. And sure enough, I was right. I knew where the dog was. I knew when, when the dog had passed. I knew how the dog passed. I knew what type of dog it was. Uh, what, what the woman who happened to be on vacation when the dog had passed. And I asked her, I said, you were away. Did you feel guilty? And everything I was saying was right. And the whole hour was readings. And one after another, I read people's animals and and for the most part I was right on and I got off the phone with the host and called my friend and I was like what on, why did you do that she had listened and she said you were great Melissa you got everything right and I said no no no, that was a fluke I still didn't believe her and uh, it took a couple more things like that to make me realize that in fact I am a pet psychic animals do come and talk to me all the time I I actually now when I go to sleep I have ghost cats and <laughs> ghost dogs tapping me on the head and their owners will contact me the next day I mean it's it's just been an insane journey
3: <laughs> all right so let, let me just do a bit of a recap here you get ghost dogs and ghost cats tapping you on the head every night and the owners call you the next day
2: yes believe me I am not, like I said, I like psychics. I've Mm -hmm. always gone to psychics. I had a hard time saying this to people. This is what I do. I lay in bed and your cat or dog comes to me. But I was in a production meeting. Because I am still an actress and a model and I do these other things. Mm -hmm. I was in a production meeting the other day with executives from a, a big TV studio. And we're sitting around the table and this little being was literally over my head. And I kept feeling a paw on my head, and and I'm looking around the table, and I'm like, okay, somebody's dog is here. Somebody's dog really needs to talk to them, and I couldn't figure out who it was, and it's getting towards the end of the meeting, and this dog is literally smacking me, like psychically smacking me in the head, like, you better say something, so finally I look over, and I realize the um, executive assistant was sort of sitting next to him and taking notes, and I thought, that it's her dog, so I said, I'm sorry, her name was Trish, Trish do you have a a shih tzu or a small dog that doesn't live with you anymore? And she started crying and no words came out of the girl's mouth. The girl just got into tears and looked at me and she goes, oh my God, I had to give my dog to my parents because I worked too long of hours and I just miss him. And in any case, I was like, yeah, you know, he's coming to me. I know it sounds weird, but he, he misses you as well, but he knows it's for the best. And I ended up giving her a reading on her dog But I do other things too. Yesterday I spent my day at uh, an animal sanctuary called the Gentle Barn and they take in farm animals that were going to be eaten and they bring them in and and kind of make them, you know, live a great life on their sanctuary. So I was there yesterday working with some of the animals that had really bad uh, trauma happen to them. And it's it's just a gift that I'm so excited that, I'm actually taking hold of it now and doing this because it's made my life so much better. And I get to work with animals every day, which is really what I've always wanted to do anyway.
3: So so can we say that yesterday you were at a hospice for animals?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, you could say that. It's just a wonderful place called Gentle Barn. And they take in animals that have been either abused oh, or gosh. in slaughterhouses all different kinds of things um the sheep that i was working with yesterday was actually born in a school where they they teach people to be vets Mm -hmm. and the mom had two males and um they castrate them without any anesthesia or anything to show the vet students how to do it which to me just sounds right i'm cringing right now I, i am cringing it's like a horror movie, so it's, you know, no different. I mean, it's, it's just really awful that this is what they do, and I, I don't really understand the necessity of that, but yeah. this is what they do at the school. So they castrated this poor little lamb, and um, for whatever reason, his brother was going to be kept to be a stud, and his mom was going to be kept to keep breeding, and they didn't want him. So after castrating him and humiliating him and, and putting him through torture, they were going to give him to a slaughterhouse. So the gentle barn stepped in, I guess one of the students had called them and begged for it to take him. They said, fine, he wasn't weaned when they took him yet, but they would not let him stay with the mom. He needed to be out immediately. So now he's at their facility and he's just having a really hard time because obviously he's been through a lot of emotional stress Mm -hmm. um, and he misses his mother and he doesn't understand why these people abducted him basically from his mom and you know humans have only been really awful to him so i worked with him yesterday and i got him to eat out of my hand and he's really coming along he started playing with a ball and playing with some of the other sheep that are at the gentle barn and eventually he will be there and be able to they have inner-city children and come in and different groups come in and learn about farm animals so he'll actually get to play with the kids eventually when he's ready so that was kind of cool <laughs> So.
3: The production meeting you were in the other day, where the production assistant uh, or the one of the assistants to one of the executives was taking notes, and it was her dog. Had her dog passed to the other side, or was, or were you just getting the psychic no. impression from the dog no. at the parents' house?
2: So I, I think, to be honest with you, with that situation, I think I was picking up on her uh-huh. and her dog, and her are so connected. You know, it's it's energy. Sure. This is all energy. So, um, and dogs are actually. Dogs and different animals, their frequency is a little bit more opened than most human beings because they don't really question it, you know? They don't question talking to people energetically. Um, so I think I was probably picking up on her, and then the dog came through because the dog is so connected with her and decided, oh, great, I have this person sitting here who can actually hear me and is willing to hear me and willing willing to give messages to my mom, basically, Um, because her dog is well and alive, very happy, so it was was really interesting. Uh, Um, I do do have animals that pass come to me as well, but that particular one was alive.
3: How do these animals who passed know how to find you, or to know, how do they know that you're able to communicate with them?
2: What I think happens, um, because like I said, a lot of times, I had this cat coming to me, Mm -hmm. For a week. I have eight dogs. I don't have any cats in my house. And I'd be putting on my makeup or brushing my teeth or whatever, and I would actually feel a cat walking through my legs. And that was the first time it had happened. And I kind of was like, whoa, what's this, Eric? What am I feeling here? And it kept happening for a few days. And what I found out when, when the woman had called me was, she had seen an article that I wrote, and the article was on her desk, and she kept reading it and kept saying, oh, I'm going to call this woman, I'm going to call this woman, but she didn't yet. So I believe what happens is the animals are picking up on their humans, picking up on me, and that's how they find me. They find me through their human beings, because literally this cat kept coming to me. I had no idea why the cat was coming to me until she called and... Um, I, she described the cat, and I'm like, oh, okay, your cat's been coming to me, and she, that freaked her out. But he had been. Um, so that's what I think it is. I think it's really through their humans mm-hmm. that they're finding me, their humans hear of me, or something, because I've never had an animal come to me and make me find their humans. They'll come to me, and then their humans will find me.
3: Okay. What's the strangest animal you've ever worked with?
2: Oh my gosh. I worked, and I don't know why this is that strange because lots of people have them as pets, but to me it was really strange. Um, I had somebody call me up. Actually, there's two. I had somebody call me up and ask me if I could help them with their turtle. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, because I've just not had a lot of experience with turtles, so... I kind of was taken aback for a second. I said, well, could you send me a picture? They have a desert tortoise that's about 180 pounds. It's this huge tortoise. Unbelievable. And I thought, well, gosh, everything has energy. So, yeah, I guess I could. And they just wanted to know he had stopped eating. And they wanted to know why, if he didn't like his food or what was going on with him. Mm -hmm. And that I found really strange because, like I said, I had never worked with uh, turtles before. But he was Awesome. Awesome. I mean, think about it. This animal can live on this planet for over 200 years. This particular turtle was like 90 and had been passed from generation to generation. So he wasn't eating um, just because, I mean, he literally was like, you know, I'm just not hungry. He didn't like the lettuce that they were giving him. They had changed it from uh, a dark green lettuce to like an iceberg lettuce. But he really wanted to talk to everybody because he knew – Grandparents and great grandparents and fathers and mothers of the family that had him. They just kept passing them on generation to generation. So he was fascinating. I mean, you don't often get to speak to an animal who's been on the planet for that long. So that was kind of cool.
3: All right, Melissa, uh, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, Melissa Bassler is our special guest. www.celebritypetcommunicator.com. That's Celebrity Pet communicator. Com. We'll be back on the other side of this news break as the Exome continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exome Broadcast Network and Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away.
2: My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto,
5: Ontario.
4: Hi, my name is Spoonza, and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on the x
5: This is Psychic Dorothy
1: from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell.
3: Back to the Exxon everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to give us a call, toll free worldwide, one 800 610 7035 That's one 800 610 Seven zero three five. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. dot com. On MSN Messenger, you can always chat with us here at the X Zone Studios, no matter what day or time it is, by using the MSN address xzoneradiotv at hotmail dot com and our website www dot com. And once again, if you'd like to get yourself a complimentary copy of the March edition of the X Chronicles newspaper. Send me an email and say, hey, Rob, could you please send me the link? I will send you the link. You'll be able to read it on Scribd. As well as the past, uh, I think, six or seven years worth of the X Chronicles, all with our compliments. Once again, my email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. We're talking to a celebrity pet communicator this hour, xone Nation. Melissa Bassler, is our special guest, and her website is celebritypetcommunicator.com. dot com. And before we left, we were talking about a hundred and eighteen year old turtle. One hundred and eighteen was that right? He,
2: he was um he was actually about a hundred. Yeah, uh. he was he was up there. So um yeah, he was a great that was a great interesting animal that I talked to just because of his life experience and what all the different family members that he had been with and. He was really cool. Um, Another interesting animal that somebody had called me about that I didn't know I was going to be able to help them with, they had raccoons in their attic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they wanted them out. And they called me for that. And I thought that was kind of interesting because normally people call me about pets. And even when people call me about their pets, I have to explain to them, I'm a communicator. I'm not a trainer. I communicate with them psychically. I can see things that might occur in their future or in, you know, their owner's future with them. But to ask raccoons to get out of these attic, I really didn't know how well that was going to go over, you know.
3: And how did it go over? (laughs)
2: Well, so, um, I explained to them that, and the funny thing is, is the people were were really cute. They were like, we have a shed. If they could live in there, that would be great. You know, it's just when they walk through our attic at night, it makes our dogs bark, and then we can't sleep. So that was really their only complaint about the vaccines in their attic. So I connected with them, and I explained to them that, you know, it was unsafe and unsanitary, and it was making it really... Um, uncomfortable for them to sleep because the dogs were barking, which, of course, the raccoon thought was really funny because they knew the dogs couldn't get to them. And I asked them if they would move to the shed, and they just didn't quite understand what I was showing them. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we did together was we started putting different foods and waters in the shed and actually making it comfortable for them. And they did actually transition them into their shed. It did take a while. It wasn't like I magically said to them, hey, can you move right. into the shed? And they mm-hmm. packed their bags and walked down to the shed. But we did get them out of the attic without harming them, which was kind of a good thing.
3: So this could be a new show for A&E called Psychic Verminator.
2: That's right. Yeah. That's right. And we won't hurt any of the animals, which will be really great. <laughs>
3: Um, what do the animals think about people in general? I, I'm sure you've had conversations with, a, with animals who, who, who just want to get it off their chest, what they think about humans. Oh, yeah. what, what do animals basically think about us?
2: You know, it depends on the animal. Um, um, I communicate a lot with dogs and cats, obviously, because that's generally what people have as pets. Um, and I also communicate with a lot of animals that have come from very abusive situations animals aren't like us. They're not judgmental. They're not, um, they don't worry about things like what we do or what we look like or different things like that. The mm-hmm. the more spoiled animals do have jealousy issues and a lot of times they won't like a new boyfriends or girlfriends or new people coming into the house. Uh, but that's more because you know, they're jealous <laughs> rather than, any, you know, than anything else. A lot of animals also that I speak to really have lost faith in humanity just because they've been so badly ignored or abused, mistreated, uh, but they can regain it. They usually want to regain trust. Um, that's mostly what I get. Most of the people that call me for readings really love their animals, and their animals just think they're amazing. I mean, almost every dog, you speak to you will tell you how gorgeous their owner is, um, how people think they're gorgeous and their owner's gorgeous and everybody looks at them. I mean, that's almost something unanimously with spoiled dogs <laughs> that they'll tell me. Um, and they generally think people are great. They think they're here really to amuse us and to, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy us as much as we enjoy them. So they like most things about humans as long as they haven't been abused.
3: Do do most animals have weird sense of humors? Are they practical jokers?
2: A lot of them are. Yeah. Absolutely. They think they're hysterical, you know. They they really this is this is something that when I write my columns I, I write for a couple different magazines and I I think that if more people realized how human the feelings and the things that these animals do, they're, they're really very human in the way that they do joke with us and do do things on purpose. You know, I can't tell you how many people will be like, they grab my shoes, but they don't chew them. Or, you, you know, they, they always will take my socks when I take them off. I mean, these are things that dogs do because they think it's funny. They know it gets a rise out of you. They know it gets your attention. Um, they know when you think they're cute. They know the looks. That are going to get your attention. They know how to get away with things. I mean, they really think a lot like we do. Um, but it's it's insane. Yeah, they, they do. They're very human.
3: <laughs> when you work with animals and shelters, how do you you know, like, you, you, how do you put yourself into a position where? You protect yourself from the from the horror stories that you're you're going to be hearing from our little friends that that end up in shelters, whether they're abused or, or like that little lamb. You know how oh, do you,
2: how do you how do you
3: buffer yourself? It's
2: awful. It's awful. I'm still learning how to deal with that. I I think that it's something I would think with any psychic, no matter who you talk to. I mean, dealing with people's pain or animals' pain is is awful. You know, they a lot of times they just the, the physical pain, like the lamb, for example, you know, he was obviously in a lot of physical pain. He was castrated and he was ripped away from his mom, but the emotional pain is what gets me. They don't understand. They don't understand. They're living in a, in a state of confusion because even though I can communicate with them, mm-hmm. it's not the way you and I are communicating. Most animals don't. Some of them do, but most of them don't talk the way we talk. They just show me emotions and feelings and visuals and... Um, they don't get why they've been through what they've been through. They just, because they're completely trusting. They're all love. And for me, like yesterday, for example, when I walked onto the property where I was going to work with the lamb and the owner of the property started telling me what happened to this lamb, my heart, my chest, I mean, I physically, not even realizing what I was doing, I, I started breathing like just, having an anxiety attack and I was in so much emotional pain and anguish and my heart just sank. My stomach flipped. I mean, this poor lamb, the way that, that he felt Mm -hmm. was just abandoned and heartbroken. And, um, it was horrible, you know? And, and then when I actually got to communicate with him and talk to him and let him know that things would be better and, and get him through that pain a little bit, that's what, Made me walk away from the day going, okay, you know, he did go through this, but he's going to be fine. And psychically, I saw that the outcome for him was going to be amazing. I mean, how many lambs are born at that facility that don't get the opportunity that he's getting? He's going to get to play with kids and other lambs, but for the rest of his life and live out his life in its entirety in a happy, wonderful environment with tons of love. Um, When I walk into a shelter, something I've learned recently, which has helped me a lot. Some animals are ready to go Really, when they're in the shelter. Um, they really are, you know, they're just so heartbroken Mm -hmm. that they're just ready to go. And I know once they do go, they'll, they'll be in a better place. Um, unfortunately, especially I live in California, which is one of the most people think Los Angeles. Oh, people love their animals. People do love their animals, but people also mistreat their animals horribly, and they drop their animals off in the shelters, which are all kill shelters. So, when I walk into a shelter, um, I, I just, it's devastating for me. I mean, I, I really, the emotions and the feeling of abandonment, and it, it's its overwhelming. Um, I help the ones that I can, mm-hmm. the ones that want help. Sometimes I know certain animals are going to be taken out and they really don't want to be. And I I try to work with them so that they can get past the depression and have a nice life. You people don't understand when animals lose their human beings, because that's, that's a lot of the cases in the shelter. A lot of times people will get a dog or a cat and they pass away, whether they're not always old and pass away. They, sometimes they have different diseases, they get in car accidents, whatever it may be. All of a sudden the spoiled, love animal is in a shelter. They smell fear. They smell death. They don't understand where their person is. They're mourning. They're depressed. They have no will to live, just as we would if we lost a loved one. You know, a lot of times human beings go through the same thing. It's the same emotional roller coaster. Um, those are the animals that I really try to work with, because they are adoptable, and they can have a great life if they can just get past the mourning period. So You know, every
3: case is different. You know, I I was the director of communications for the SBCA up here in Canada, in Hamilton, Burlington, for a while. And I have to give my hats off to everyone who works in a shelter, whether they're a paid employee, whether they're a volunteer. And you know what? The unsung heroes of law enforcement are the people who work in enforcing animal protection laws.
2: Yep.
4: And you're absolutely right. I mean, it's
2: not something that's easy. It's, it's not something that there are regulations, but it's so easy for people to get away with abusing animals and hoarding animals and, um, all of these horrible things and abandoning animals. I've been at the shelter when people are turning in an eight or nine year old dog because they got a puppy.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, how like disgusting is that? You know, I mean, it's just really awful. Um, People make themselves think it's okay to give up an animal for all different kinds of reasons. And, I mean, I've, I've had conversations with people, and I tell them, you know, the, the dog is going to be put down. No, you're exaggerating. They don't think that dogs get put down at the shelters. Healthy, amazing, adoptable dogs. They don't think that that happens. And it does every day. It Puppies, kittens. You know, healthy, great animals get put down because they don't have
3: a home. That's right. And what people do is they they don't think before they buy animals, whether it's a goldfish, whether it's a hamster. We're coming to Easter, and how many pet stores are going to be selling Easter bunnies to people? And they're going to be returned or left, go in the fields within weeks. It's people, for goodness sake, no matter where you are listening to this show around the world – before you buy a pet, before you bring a pet into your family, think. If you live in an apartment, do you really need a St. Bernard? If, if, you know, just think. With the ownership of an animal comes a great responsibility. And if you do not have the financial means to take care of the animal's care, the animal's food, the animal's uh, veterinarian bills... If you're not going to be able to give the animal the proper exercise it deserves, and if you're not going to be able to treat the animal as a member of your family, you do not need one. Visit your local shelter. They'll let you pet an animal.
2: But, yeah. for God's sake, take, think. Take volunteer your time. Exactly. You can take dogs for walks. You can take rabbits out. And you, you know, all of these things are fine at your shelter. Exactly. But to bring an animal into your house is a huge, huge responsibility. They need more than just food and water.
3: They certainly do. You and I have to take a commercial break, uh, Melissa. All please right. stand by. Listen, I love what you do. And, uh, like I said, hats off to you for working with shelters. They're a great bunch of people. And... They are sincerely appreciated by more people than, than they know. So if you're working in a shelter, yeah. if you're an inspector with the, the animal police or law enforcement agencies that deal with animals, God bless each and every one of you. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue with our very special guest this hour. Her name is Melissa Bassler. Her website is celebritypetcommunicator.com. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this news break. No, no, no. It's no news break. We'll just be back after this break. I like the way your
4: sparkling earrings lay Against your skin
3: Welcome back, everyone. Melissa Bassler is our special guest. Her website is celebritypetcommunicator.com. That's www.celebritypetcommunicator.com. And first of all, Melissa, I want to thank you so much for being with us uh, this hour. It's been a great pleasure talking to you, and time has just flown right by. But I'd also like to commend you on what you do with the pet stores that you find out who sell puppy mill pups. That is just fascinating. Tell our listeners.
2: Well, it's a huge movement that um, Best Friends organization started up, and so many pet stores all over the place are selling dogs from puppy mills, and the, it's just awful. Puppy mills produce sick dogs. They keep them in horrible conditions, and dogs are getting killed in the shelter, so it makes no sense. We protest against the pet stores here in Los Angeles that sell puppy mill dogs, And we've actually had quite a lot of success. About nine of them have converted into being humane stores. And now they're getting their dogs and their puppies from the shelters. And instead of selling puppy mill dogs, they're selling shelter dogs and adopting them out. So they're actually helping the problem. Right. So Bravo. it's pretty cool. Bravo.
3: Hats off. God bless you for that. A number of the pet stores up here in Canada, the major chains, are also working with the local humane societies and shelters, bringing animals in on certain days with the members of the shelters or the humane society right. at, to match people with animals. And you know what? I, I know for a fact that the Hamilton Burlington SBCA will just not sell an animal over the counter. They actually check the place out. So. You know, there are organizations that really are making a difference. And there are people like you, my dear, who are helping it. So thanks very much for being there. Well, thank you. Now, where are you going to be in the future? What are you going to be doing in the future? And um, how can people find out more about the great things you do?
2: Well, everything is always on my website, of course, Um, all my appearances, and I write for two dog magazines. One is called The American Dog Magazine, Mm -hmm. and the other is um, a local paper here, which is WeHo News, but it's online, so anybody could see it. It's WeHoNews.com, and um, I always do readings. Of course, anybody can contact me. 100% of the money I make doing readings, I donate to animal charities. I'm lucky enough to make a living as an actress and a model, and so all of my animal communication stuff goes right to all the homeless animals that need help. So that's something you can feel good about when you get a reading from me. All
3: right, so go ahead and plug your website one more time.
2: (laughs) All right, it's celebritypetcommunicator.com.
3: Melissa, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to talking to you the next time you join us here on the Exxon. Absolutely. I would love
2: to come back anytime. Thank you so much.
3: My great pleasure. Once again, Exo Nation, right. Melissa Bassler has been our guest this hour. Her website is www.celebritypetcommunicator.com. That's www.celebritypetcommunicator.com. Once again... Please be a responsible pet owner. If you cannot justify, or if you if you're going to if you're thinking about buying an animal, think before you actually make that purchase. And go to your local shelter or the SBCA. There's plenty of beautiful animals who need good homes. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the exome continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. I'll be back.